0: G'day Trail Runners, welcome to the Trail Runners Experience with Ashley Droove and Daniel Ferugia.
1: Put your headphones on, put your shoes on, and let's go running.
0: Okay, welcome to the Trail Runners Experience. How you going, Ashley?
2: I'm doing well. It's, a, it's, a, it's I'm going to say it's a nice day outside. It's actually blinking hot in reality, but yeah. um, it's, it's reasonably still and there's not a lot of smoke haze um, currently and you, you go outside right now and I can't taste the smoke, which I'm sure oh. that most people in Australia now have got used to what that, or know what that sensation is.
0: It's um, the new normal, apparently. As you were just saying before, fair. Um, you know, every, every part of the country has got some... Level of fires going on at the moment, and um, so it does make it a little bit more challenging. I mean, I know it's a bit of a first world issue, but like going running, running doesn't seem as important when it's um, when we've got these bushfires, you know, like, but at the same time, you still try and get along with your, uh, your normal everyday life, don't you? And um, it's it's really hard.
3: It, it's you,
2: you, you do try to do that, and I really notice it on a Thursday morning. I meet up with the same guys to go running and. And have done for, must be nearly 10 years now. And, yeah. And um, those guys are in the smoke. I'm not so bad. It's it's the one time when I actually have a good set of lungs that actually function. The rest of my body might be wrecked, but my lungs are still good. Yeah. And those guys are just, they're genuinely struggling. Like, at times, we've had to stop running and we've had to start walking because they have been wheezing so badly, and these guys normally just whip my butt, like
0: yeah. fly
2: off ahead. And but at the moment, I'm leaving them for dust because they just can't breathe.
0: well
3: um,
2: And, and <laughs> I hope, and I hope that this is not the new normal. It, yeah, it certainly, you know, from from everything report-wise, it's probably going to get worse. But geez, I hope not. I hope we yeah. do something.
0: Well, exactly. And I, I mean, just. At the moment, we're just looking for a, a reprieve, you know.
2: Um, oh, just a break would be great at the moment. Yeah, I, it's it's that's months away.
0: Yeah, but uh, we um, yeah, like I went for a run last week. I'm not sure if I mentioned it. I went for a did a threshold run, one of my weekly threshold runs, and I did it, and it was a fair bit of smoke around, it, and I could really taste it. And because the threshold you're up there aerobically, you're really pushing. Yeah, and I, um,
2: You're sucking air
0: like. I really feels like. that was the most that I noticed it like, and I actually cut it short the run in the end because I was like, "Am I going to make myself sick? Am I going to damage my lungs?" You know, when you're doing a really easy run, it's not so bad, but um, when you're really drawing on that oxygen and you're really, you know, sucking it in, getting lungfuls of smoke, you know, it's not fun. It's like, yeah, running with a pack smoking a pack of witty blues at the same time mate so well, I, it's, um,
2: it's it's funny because sometimes i think oh maybe i shouldn't run next to the road so much because you know the smog i'd better off going out into the trails where there's far less car smog but at the moment irrelevant
0: yeah it's everywhere but um in saying that i mean we had a fair bit of smoke yesterday from the kangaroo island fires here but it's not too bad today oh, it's it's far from perfect but um, I saw some fire trucks go past earlier. Some bush, you know, the CFA, and they're pre- preparing because we're going to have a very hot day tomorrow. And um, so hopefully it doesn't go, things don't go south, as in, you know, get get much worse. But get we'll worse, see.
3: Yeah,
2: I know. But I saying that, weeks, I, I spent two weeks on that island in twenty eighteen, and yeah. um, I ran all over the place. And how much of it has gone? beautiful mm. beautiful running spot like the second uh, yeah. the tourism gets back up and going and I'm pretty sure that they've put a 250k run across the island as a race haven't they yeah,
0: I think there was talk of it the um, Dan Ultra is it going across or around certain section they've got the marathon there that they've had for a couple of years that goes and there's a um, it's on the road though obviously a, a, a mate of mine and friend of the podcast dave david turnbull who was on the podcast last year he um yeah he won that i think he's won the kangaroo kangaroo island marathon and um it's what he said it's quite a hard marathon because it's a lot of really big undulating hills you know like um but it looks amazing like i've never amazingly i've never actually been there and i live only an hour or two away but it's just um I guess we've only we've been here for six years and just never gotten around to it. But now we'll have to, we'll have to get down there and, uh, spend some money on the island to help the economy back, get back up. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. As you,
2: it's, um, it's a, it's a nice spot and Kingscote, um, which almost became the capital of South Australia is quite amazing, um, architecturally. Yeah. So, well worth a visit.
0: Well, there you go. Um, so yeah. I mean, and how's your, I guess it's hard're
2: running going because you've got a big race coming up.
0: I do. No, I'm officially in uh, taper mode now, and so, and I'm really happy about that. Even though I, I mean, I feel good. I feel I um, what did I do? So last week, hundred about 105 kilometers, and it was a just a part of my steady build since the heisen, which was 11 weeks ago. And I basically have just gradually built up and built up over that last 11 weeks. Um, and so last week, 100 Ks, and I felt, I haven't got, I've got no niggles. I feel really strong aerobically. Speak, even though there's smoke around, I do feel really good. Like my, my easy runs feel really, really easy now. So I can go, feel I can go faster on my easy runs with the same heart rate. Um, and, when I throw the when I throw the hammer down, I do feel like I can go quite a bit faster but um so it's nice to know and like, yeah, ankles feel good, knees feel good, everything feels good so fingers crossed I can just um I'll just keep like what I'll do is basically with my taper I'll just keep running pretty much every day I have my day off still, but I'll run every day, but just the runs get shorter and shorter until so and then i have I'll have two days off in the lead up to full days of nothing and then i'll go for a little jog the day before and um do a few strides just to wake up the legs and then um we are going to um what was i going to say yeah do that and then i do the run hopefully as all it all works out so usually i do a longer taper slightly longer but this is going to be a just under a two weeks taper uh, yeah, so which is good. Tapering is always hard. Even, I mean, as a coach, I find it hard because different athletes, you know, it's usually between two to three weeks. For myself, I do a, I try and do a shorter taper because I'm not because I'm not a big, big mileage athlete. Um, but if I was doing bigger mileage, I would do a much longer taper, you know. What are your thoughts on the whole taper process?
2: Well, tapering is a fickle thing. It, it um... I honestly think that a taper is more psychological than it is physical. Physically, it only equates to approximately between 1% and 3% increase in performance. So, it's got to be a okay. lot more mental than than actual physical. Like when they've done all their mm. testing and so on, it's between 1% and 3%. So, it, you can definitely feel better for it. Um... But the taper period itself can really play with people's heads, and it can yeah. play with them a little bit physically. So I'm um, like, one percent probably is a big distance over, you know, over a really long race. But if if you're tapering for a short race, one percent's not a massive amount. Not when you think that Nike's brought out a pair of shoes that they reckon makes a four percent difference. Um. Mm. So yeah, it's a, it's a
3: it's an interesting thing
0: what what are you what are you saying because I'm not sure I I 100% agree with you because um obviously you need to be fully recovered and rested you know I'm, I'm a big believer in going into a race rested you know and um because I mean I could probably run 100 kilometers today if I had to you know even though you know like but I don't feel fully rested like I feel like I could use a couple of days of sleep, um, like, as in, like, a couple of good night, good consecutive nights of sleep. And, you know, like, what's your, I'm, I'm not sure I, uh, fully understand where you're coming from. So, do, would you not taper at all? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm
2: not saying, I'm not saying not to taper. I'm just saying that a taper isn't the be all and end all that everyone gives it kudos for. Mm. Um, if you don't, if you don't get a good, I think, you know, like if you're only getting in a short taper compared with a long taper, I, I'm not sure whether that's making a massive difference. So, you know, it's one of those things where if it's making between one and three percent difference in the scientific literature, then it's probably really a case by case basis. And you, you know, as a coach, of course, you get to know your athlete, but you'd like really need to get to know them to make sure that that is a valid, or a valuable thing compared with its negative effects. Um, big... having, said yeah. that, having said that, if you're traveling to an event, for example, um, are you going to take, you know, is that going to count as a non-run day? Or are you going to do like, um, I know people who travel to world championships, uh, John Pearson's an example, he will actually make his flight so as he has stopovers, so that he can get a run in. Yeah. Because he, he knows that he'll bind up, so that the tapering is less important for him. Um, so it's that whole thing of, you know, it's, we everyone talks about taper. But yeah. I, I just don't know whether it has, you know, a lot, like the amount of it's interesting I, put on it. I'm not sure it's there
0: I see what you mean yeah and I, I mean I don't I don't agree with you it, respectfully obviously um but I mean main, main reason being like I look at a taper as a sharpening up period as well so like even though I'm doing 100 kilometers I will still go out and do like I'll do strides after every, pretty much every day this week you know um I think you I mean put it this way you can't if I'm look I wouldn't Go and do a 100, run a 100 kilometer week right up until the week before the race, or, or you know, you know, like if I was doing a 100k race and then go 100k week, 100k week, then boom, go and run a 100 kilometer race. I I just don't think you're, you're just not going to be rested enough, you know. Like you need to have that rest, and but I but like you can activate your fast, you know. When I say activate, you know, do some fast twitch stuff, you know, some explosive. Little sprints just to keep things moving, keep the legs. The like, I'm a big believer in, in still moving, not letting the legs go to sleep. But I, I um, but I, I do understand what you say, and like I do think a lot of people see the taper as just oh, I'll just rest for two weeks. And I do think that yeah, see, no, yeah. I
2: definitely don't think it's that. I, I do, I do believe in dropping the mileage and increasing the number of tempo runs. Yeah, um, I don't. Personally, believe in increasing the number of speed sessions, top end speed sessions, because yes. that's when you get an acute injury because you do yeah. something silly. But tempo run wise, absolutely, I, I think that um, the most value to try and get out of a taper period is actually good value sleep. Oh, To so take all of the other stresses out of that period. So let's say you've got a two week block, and don't take any double shifts at work. Don't, you know, make sure that in that block, you've got the time to rest. So, and I think that good night's sleep, you need two good nights sleep four days out from an event.
1: Absolutely,
3: yeah.
2: The night before the event, you're probably not going to sleep well. So who gives a rat's? Don't don't stress that one. But the night before that one and the night before that one, that's when you need your really good, quality, well-rested sleep, um, yeah. which is what I was going to ask you is, is when, you know, when are you travelling and then when you travel having that time off so that you can then get that that that, that yeah. genuine rest in.
0: Well, it's good for us in the sense that, I mean, because as you know, and I've talked about it before, having young children um, don't get a, get a lot of broken sleep, you know, like, um, I, I do wake up most days feeling like I haven't had enough sleep and it does make it hard to drag my, my butt out for a run, but I do it and I, I often feel like it does impact my runs. And like I, I've always felt like that it's something that's impacted. We're going over to the race a week before the race. So um, we're going, we'll be in New Zealand for that whole week just relaxing and um, without the children. So it's going to be pretty glorious so I'll be getting to have a chance to have lots of sleep-ins and lots of um you know lots of rests and so I'll be able to take sort of better control of my of my racing oh my my resting and so that I'm ready to race and when we can um also get used to the climate a little bit because it'll be different you know it's so been more more humid but not as hot um and so yeah, well, that's part I'm looking forward to. And I'm, you know, I'll go and do some scouting on the course. Do a few, I've still got a, I want to, do, I've still got one long ish run to do. I'll probably do a 20 odd kilometre run this weekend, um, which means I'll be doing it probably on the course, which I'm uh, excited about. And we'll go and uh, just um, do a little bit of exploring. Yeah, like the week, so like the week before 100k, what would you do distance wise as a long run?
2: As a long run,
0: yeah, like a a f- one
2: a, f- a fifteen to twenty.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's oh, what I, I generally. Would,
2: I wouldn't do more than two hours. Let's go with that.
0: Yeah, no, that's and right.
2: I and definitely wouldn't, and I definitely wouldn't come anywhere near three hours in the two weeks no. beforehand.
0: I've seen people do like four hour runs, um, the week before, and it's like it's like trying to read an entire biology book the night before a biology test. You know, like yeah, it's, uh, it's a waste of yeah. time. It's just, you're not going to remember it. And so your body's not going to get a chance to accommodate that. Yeah. So I'll go out for a super duper easy 20k run probably this Saturday, um, in New Zealand and most likely in Queenstown. So we'll be spending five days in Queenstown and then five days in Wanaka and then, uh, basically we come home the day after the, or two days after the race. So, um, so yeah, it'll be really, um, I'm really looking forward to checking the course out and seeing, um, just seeing what it's in for, because crazily enough, they've had smoke from the bushfires, from the New South Wales bushfires over in New Zealand as well, so hopefully it's not too smoky over there. So that would be annoying. Yeah,
2: they're, they're certainly, they're getting the orange sunsets um, yeah. that we've been yeah. getting, and, and I mean, I've the, the red in the morning is just full on,
0: so, Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, it's frustrating. So, how's it, How's your running week been?
2: My running week's been pretty good. I had to have two days off after treatment, which is better than yep. my last treatment. Last treatment, I had to have four days off. Um, yeah. And after I came back, so I had the treatment on Thursday at lunchtime.
3: Yeah. And then I
2: ran on Sunday, and I got a um, my R value. In my heart rate, which is the how much your heart rate varies. The, the more variable yeah. your your heart rate is, the healthier you and, are, and, and I've got and a well, very and more well rested. Sorry.
0: Yeah, and um, generally, it's more um, heart rate variability. The more variable, the the more well rested you are, as Correct. well. The, the, yeah. So that yep. Sorry. Carry on.
2: So it showed that I had a really terrible. Um, Basically my heart rhythm was too regular. Um, yeah. And it's probably one of the worst scores that I've ever had, but I, I went out for a good long run, for like about three hours. And, yeah. um, then I backed it up again on Monday with another good long run and another terrible result. Uh, yeah. As far as the value. And then yesterday I, I did actually feel pretty, like I went out for a good run yesterday. But I, I did. I just felt shocking, and I just went, "No, nah, look, it's time to just call it short." So I just had a five k run yesterday, and then this morning yep. i had a really, a really nice long trail run. Yeah, um, nice. Which was both mentally fantastic, and yep. um yeah, it was good. And I, and I ran with someone else this morning. I would. And good. Um, so that was perfect. Like it was a great chat, and Excellent. didn't do anything too hard. Um, and if it wasn't stinking hot outside, I would honestly go for another run this afternoon. But yeah, with the heat the way it is, there's yeah. no point in going out and smashing myself now. I'm not racing anytime soon. The the big run that I was planning on doing in February, Cedar Snowy, as I was saying to yep. you just before, over yeah. over 50 of the course has now been completely burnt. Yeah, the actual start line is on fire right now, um, yeah. like in this morning's TV footage. They actually had footage and it is on fire. Yeah.
3: So
2: that's going to take a significant period before they certify those trails safe, it's again. safe
0: to go back. Yeah, exactly.
2: And, and as soon as those towns are back up and running, they're going to need tourists to spend money. So that's the perfect time to go down there and, and spend some money is when they they're back in control. Um, and that'll, yeah. you know, put some money in the economy at the right time. Whereas if I went now or in February, it would just be a monumental pain in the butt for everyone. Um,
3: yeah.
0: So, no, yeah. It, I think you made the wise decision, but, um, it just gives you more time to, to train up and be, be physically and mentally stronger for it. So, um, and wait for everything to recover. So, yeah. It was, um, it was, yeah.
2: It was funny the the media team that was going to follow me. Um, I was having a chat with them this morning and they're like, right, okay, we've got these other events that we've got to attend around the world. Yep. And um, they go, so what are you going to race now? And I went, well, the problem was is I was going to do that event and then decide what I was going to race. Whereas now I've got to actually sit down and say, all right, well, what are you going yeah. to train for now? So, so yeah. I've got to sit down this week or next week and
0: actually Did,
2: go, right, I'd like to try and train for that event.
0: Yeah. Well, have you got any in your, uh, in your sites then?
2: Um, not really, to be honest. Yeah. I have, I have stuff in like June and August, but that's months away. Um, you come up, now's the time to start. Well, now is the time to start, but I'd prefer to, to do something, you know, in March or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I'd come up with a bit of an idea that I'd been working on for a, a charity run, um, Sometime later in the year, and we might bring that forward because that's just a local run. And it might be it'll be two marathons in sequential days,
3: yeah. Um,
2: or it'll be a big, um, single 80k run, but it'll probably be two two marathons. So I'll we'll use that as training, and um, we'll run that as a charity event, oh, cool. um, for, for raising money for children's hospital. So, Excellent. um uh,
0: that'll just be around Ipswich. Oh, nice. Um,
2: oh, yeah, that's so. I just might bring that forward.
0: That's right. There was something I wanted to, to, to ask you about, which I think was hilarious. It's quite hilarious. I say you've, uh, you've you've got a new, an unofficial new sponsor. Yeah, uh, <laughs> M- McDonald's, mate, is sponsored by yeah, Makers? Yeah, it is. It
2: is <laughs> so, well, that just happened. That um.
0: I have to explain it, it, it to the listeners.
2: So basically, what I did was um doesn't matter where you drive, there's a Macca's. So I just went, right Well, I'm just going to connect all the dots. And yeah. so I just started running. I didn't go into any of these stores. I just took a photograph of my self outside of the stores. Yeah. So um, I just ran from Macca's to Macca's uh, and took a photo and then ran to the next Macca's and took a photo and ended up running 22K. And since then... Um, you know, like I did that and I posted it on social media and I got a heap of comments back about, that's a great idea, we should do that. And why don't you raise money for Royal McDonald House and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so, so then I've, I've sat down since I did that. That was on the first of the year, so the first of Jan. Yeah. And I've worked out that there's 17 McDonald's which is exactly, there's a McDonald's West and a McDonald's East in Ipswich, effectively, yeah. each one being a marathon. And so yeah. um, the thought right now is we'll use it to raise money for Ronald McDonald House, and yeah. we'll just start at a central store, and yeah. then we'll run to each McDonald's, and the idea is that you start at the first one and you buy a small item uh, off the menu, and that gives yeah. you a start time because all of the receipts is time-stamped. And so then you run to the next McDonald's and you buy a small item and um, because I can't imagine anyone trying to eat a Big Mac each time. And um, that gives you the next time stamp. So you get a time stamp from each one and then when you finish, you get all your time stamps. And, of course, the uh, official um, award, once you have finished, will be a, uh, what do they call them, a junior meal?
0: A happy meal. Toy.
2: A happy meal. That's it. A happy meal toy. Yeah. And yeah. so I was thinking, perfect. Well, what we'll do is we'll we'll put that together, and we'll raise money yeah. for Ronald McDonald House.
0: Well, there's no. Are you are you putting the shout out right now then? Because I think it's a great idea. I think it's hilarious. I think,
2: I think we've just put the shout out. Yes.
0: And because you
3: can so, do it so anywhere in the country. Like get involved. Yeah. They,
2: may well, um, they may as well email in. But it, this one will be in Ipswich, and we'll visit every single McDonald's in the Ipswich. Precinct.
0: What if or people the do. The, City Council. What, how about people do. Say, I do it in Adelaide. Because I, I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't think I can get as many McDonald's in as you. I'd have to go. I feel like I'd have to cover a bigger area. Even though I'm just thinking the nearest McDonald's to me and then the next closest. Yeah, they're pretty spaced out. But it'll just make. It means my run will just have to be longer. It's a good thing I'm training for a well, 100 mile or next. Um, on the <laughs>
2: Gold Coast, they're like about every 500 metres apart.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So. <laughs> It can be a, a sprint more event. time
2: stopped than started.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's a fun idea. And look, I love a new a new idea. Like, um, when it comes to, you know, a reason to get out the door and run. And look, and there's a certain irony in irony in it being that it's McDonald's. You know, they're not not as well known for, but they're, you know, for the being a healthy thing. But you know, it's cool. I think. Um. So, hang on. What if someone wants to do it in a different part of the country? We, let's throw out just some ideas right now. Well,
2: what? So this is how I was going to do it. I was just going to say to everybody who comes along, because it's not going to be anything massively formal, is you just do it all, and then um, you make a donation to Ronald McDonald House. So however much you go, you want to donate personally.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: And you know, and you're pretty much done. So that's that's kind of how I was going to put together the one in each switch. And you know, look if if it's all only right. Five people, that's great. But if it's you know a hundred people, that'd be great too. So maybe yeah. you can do like a pick your distance. Might be able exactly. to do a five k event should, between two yeah. McDonald's, or you might be able to do a ten k event between two or three. Or you know, I've worked out the I, seventeen McDonald's.
0: So I think it's in a business. good idea, and um you know, it is a choose your own adventure kind of thing, isn't it? So. I like that idea. And, um, yeah, so maybe I'll do that after my race. And so anyone else can do it. Um, uh, anyone else who wants so maybe, to get involved.
2: So maybe what we'll do is we'll, once you get back from your race, maybe we'll pick a weekend when we're all going to do it and we can all it around Australia yeah. in our respective spot and then yeah. we can all post our receipts on social media and um, yeah. we can all a make idea. a donation to Ronald McDonald House that helps kids who are yeah. suffering very badly and um, being and looked after.
0: For all the negative stuff you can say about McDonald's, um, Ronald McDonald House is not negative. You know, it's, it's a good thing that they've done there. They you know, like a
3: brilliant
2: thing for families there. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: So whichever way, however, however you feel about uh, McDonald's, you know, you, you, I think Ronald McDonald House is good, and um, yeah, possibly even. Um, No, it's awesome. It's exciting. Something different. I like, I love a new idea. It it reminds me a little bit. I mean, this is not as fun, but the idea of doing the, running in every single street in your neighborhood. Have you ever done, seen that one? So there was a guy. Yeah, there was a guy, wasn't
2: there someone doing that in Sydney and running every single street in Sydney?
0: Yeah. Well, someone did in San Francisco, ran every single street in San Fran. And, um, and then, oh, he's done, gone on to do it. And it it's amazing how I mean, I did it a little bit around my local neighbourhood and it was like I did I, I say probably I stayed probably within two kilometres of my house and I covered fifteen kilometres. You know, like at, at at no time was I more than two K's from home, but I was constantly just going in and out, up and down all these little cul-de-sacs that I didn't even know were there and I've been living here for years, you know, it was sort of like and yeah, so it's 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 fun, yeah. So that's another another good little game you can play. I think anything you can do to make your runs more kind of interesting and exciting, you know, especially if you have to hit the pavement, and um, why not, you know? So yeah, but I um, I absolutely love the idea of um the McDonald's um one and running the the for Ronald McDonald House. So we we'll call it, it's a Macca's run. I've heard, I used to have it. Is, used to it do is that, the
2: Macca's run. It's the official that, Macca's run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which, which is uh, an oxymoron, I guess, in itself. But uh,
0: yeah, it, it is. It's great. Um, who knows? McDonald's might even get behind it. I uh, might shoot him an email. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, before I jump, before I tell you about this week's interview, is there any um, anything else that you wanted to add before I let you go? Before we before we finish up this little chat.
2: No, it's, it's, um, it's good. I, I've pretty much covered everything as far as my end of the world goes
3: uh, so okay yes.
0: well the next time i speak to you it might be from um from new zealand i might have Excellent. to uh so you might put, on, might be just, put in your accent it, it will sweet as bro no i will <laughs> um but it'll be a couple of days out from my race then we'll keep so you'll hear but um hopefully we can get all that happening i want to make give a sense and then after the race i'd like to have some kind of new zealand focus so if i can get a new a kiwi guest um when i'm over there i might try and pick up an interview um with 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 someone or and um but obviously there'll be a race recap that i'll do um whichever way my run pans out it's going to be um it's going to be interesting so um yeah the um yeah so it'll be exciting yeah i'm pumped mate it's going to be heaps of fun i i um We'll jump. This week's uh, interview is an interview that I did uh, by myself a while ago. So going back before we took our little uh, end of year break, and I interviewed a couple of local runners, um, and from South from Adelaide, and and it was a young couple um, named Lauren and Kieran Rook, and they, um, I think I mentioned it to you. I've mentioned them to you, and it was sort of we met up for a chat just in a restaurant and now at the time it actually comes out alright in the end but at first i've got a really sore sore throat so you'll hear my croaky croaky throat in it and you'll also hear a fair bit of background noise in the restaurant as first at first so it'll remind people of some of the earlier episodes of the trail runners experience where i was always had really bad sound quality but it's a really good uh interview because it's a real casual chat with um lauren and kieran who are both young runners and they're both like, they're probably two of the best runners in South Australia. They, um, in terms of, especially trails, they love trails. So, we only covered a small amount of their little running career, but they've both won loads of races here. Um, Kieran recently run, um, he finished in the top 20 at the U- at UTA 50, did a, like a five hour, um, 50k time, um, at UTA, and he did a, um, he won. That's, that Euro- is
2: smoking on that course
0: oh it's super fast yeah he's a very fast runner and he um and um he he well he won billa which is the um sort of the the biggest um and sort of the granddaddy of the trail races here in in south Australia in terms of ultras because it was sort of the first of its kind um he won that in this this year gone by two thousand nineteen and he's um he play, he was a place getter in the in the Federation Trail 50, and also the, which is another one here in South Australia, and his wife Lauren is also, um, she's won loads of races. She, I think, she came third at Urabilla this past year. She has represented Australia uh, a number of times at w- the World Trail Championships and in orienteering. So they're really accomplished runners. Um, and yeah, so I chatted with them. We just it was pretty informal. But, um, so yeah, hopefully people will enjoy it. And I know there's a lot of people who are, um, who know them, especially people from South Australia. And I guess they're pretty well known, uh, internationally as well, or nationally as well. So possibly internationally, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's that. So hopefully you enjoy that. And so next week, who knows who the guests will be. <laughs> All right, so we'll jump in from there, mate. Excellent. All right, it's
2: like, it's like discovering the uh, the lost tracks.
0: It is, it is. All right, all right. Let's go with Warren and Kieran. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then, It's good, but yeah. So how was Bright?
4: Bright was amazing. Yeah. We had four days of running, yeah. and then we went up for a hike uh, in the mountains where it was meant to be.
5: Pretty fine weather, and we end up with 15 10 of snow and 45 50k hour winds by
1: the third day, yeah, yeah, in late spring. In yeah. late spring, that's great. Well, but welcome to Australia, that's right.
4: So, we bowed on a hike a day early and found a really cheap hotel with a spa and sauna and buffet breakfast, yeah, so it wasn't all bad.
1: It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I saw your photos on uh, Facebook and I was very jealous because I, I like I love Bright and I love that whole area, yeah, and it's just like. I want to buy a house there, but it's pricey. Definitely. <laughs>
5: we, we had all four seasons in the few days we were there because we, we got there and it was humid and you hopped out of the car and you were just sweating and sticky. By the third day, we got dumped with rain and cold and then, you know, a couple of days later, we get in the snow. Yeah.
4: yeah. And it's well. also really fun because all the um, RNTs that I used to run with a lot, they mm-hmm. come over for the race. So it's like a big reunion, which is great.
1: Yeah, so, so was it wasn't the four peaks. Four peaks,
4: four peaks. yeah. 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 And so
1: can you describe the the race for me, like what the, what it actually entails?
4: Yeah, so each day, we mainly do it just as a bit of a training run, a bit of fun, but each day there is a different mountain that you get to the top of. So there's Hoffman, Buffalo, uh, Feathertop, and then Mystic, which is up and down.
1: I know all of those um, climbs. There. Yeah,
4: so yeah, basically each morning there's a yep. different hill to climb or mountain to climb, and then in the afternoons it's just kind of... Hanging around
1: bright and
5: it's usually a catch up at the brewery and yeah, it's great.
1: And Lovely. Explore the surrounds. Yeah. yeah. Um, out of all the climbs, what was the toughest?
5: Everyone loves Feathertop, but I always find Feathertop the toughest because it's just a consistent gradient and you just feel like you need to be going at the same pace the whole time. Like There's no variation in it, whereas... I probably like Mount Hotham which is the biggest climb of the lot and you sort of you know, you got a sort of flattish section and then you hit the first wall and then you got like a flat section and then you hit the second wall and then it's like a little downhill to the end and I'd find that the best I reckon.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I never love hills, they're always a bit of my weakness, but, um, but you, I you like
1: being a trail runner, so Yeah, yep. I like good uh, choice. running down.
4: No. Um, <laughs> running I down. like the Hotham because of the um, tea and coffee at the top. Oh, which nice. people put on and a bonfire,
1: and um, yeah, it's just got cool views, I oh, think. Cool. Yeah. I, um, I mean, of all of the climbs that you did, I know the climb up to Clear Spot.
5: Yeah. Uh, or Mystic,
1: sorry. Oh, and,
5: that is hectic. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mystic, and the climb up to uh, Buffalo. Which is you up the big it's called the big walk. Yeah. It's not very steep. Like it's just long, isn't it? That one. Yeah. But I remember the, the climb up to clear spot is crazy, huh? Hey? Oh.
3: Yeah.
1: oh not we, clear spot, we. I keep saying clear spot, I mean um
5: Up to that little helipad mi- or whatever. Mystics. They, they yeah. Take off
4: Yeah, and it's also I love the downhill. Once you get down the really steep bit, yeah. the downhill is just and it's the last race of the whole, you know. And just, weekends so
1: it proper, it's yeah. all like pine forest isn't it like, yeah. yeah it's the
4: best I think I've cracked faster
3: caves
1: down that than I have
4: for a long time so it's good fun and they
1: use it as like mountain biking a lot it's a lot of mountain biking there right? yeah. and I, I remember seeing the mattresses tied to trees and stuff like did you hear it crash have, have you seen that no so the mountain bike is so if they crash into a tree they hit the mattress instead like these old dirty mattresses like I don't know, right. if, you, if you hit it for on you'd probably die anyway, so... That's crazy. yeah. But um, yeah, so um, you guys have had... We were just talking before we were recording about having a pretty hectic year of running. Did you want to take us through your year of racing?
4: Yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah, this year we started... I probably had a bit of a lull um, between September and March this year um, where I just had a few injuries and... Um, yeah, wasn't really trained that well and then did Five Peaks at the um, start of the year and a few of the other trail running SA series. Five Peaks was basically, um, I'd been selected for the Australian team for the trail running championships and I said to myself, if I can't get through the 60k Five Peaks race, then I can't go away. Um, and so I made it through and then committed to a training program and um, yeah, went overseas. Um, which was really good and got sick here and run UTA beforehand, um, which I'd loved the year before. Uh, I just did the UTA 22 and then ran with another girl who was in the team and
1: You're kind accidentally of downplaying was, uh, your level. <laughs> you didn't just run these races, you ran really well in these, all these races. Yeah,
4: yeah, they so, were not bad. Yeah. Um, what was yeah.
1: UTA, even though, though it was only short, you, yeah. you, did, you placed quite well, didn't
3: you? Like,
4: yeah, I, was, I think I was. Probably top twenty. Um, the year before, obviously, I got the fourth in UTA, um, third Aussie. So that was that was a really big highlight. Yeah. Um, but I went out and ran 30Ks the next day while Kieran was doing the 50 yeah. um, with another girl, Sarah. And we thought we were running with the 50K runners and we were accidentally running with the 100K runners in yeah. the opposite direction. Uh, so we didn't see Kieran until the finish, but we had a great run and met each other on the trails and got to know each other. So that was good for the trip ahead. Awesome. Um, yeah, and then since then I've had a pretty busy year, random ran Urubilla in September um, and before that we ran we federation. a f- federation ultra which is fairly flat run through Monado Zoo yeah you had um, a good
1: win there didn't you yeah had
4: a good yeah. win there and uh, a few others in the trial running SA events which have now got you know, up to 1400 people attending which is amazing. really amazing Yeah, um, and went on to do Urubilla which was quite an interesting race um, managed to get a third place um with two broken ribs which were broken the morning of the race
1: (laughs) how many broken ribs
4: Uh, two yeah um had an unfortunate incident falling down the stairs the morning of the race at home and didn't realize I broke until afterwards and when I tried to have a shower afterwards and needed uh, my friend to assist me because I couldn't move my arm um but Came back from that and did Heisen and had a good win there. And then um, four peaks and Cleland. Heisen, Heisen 60. Yeah, yeah. Heisen 60Ks. Um, yep. 60Ks is sort of my distance. I don't tend to do yep. any what more do you, than that.
1: Can you tell your mottos?
4: Yeah, my mottos, I have to be uh, finished by lunchtime. So, <laughs>
5: it doesn't work with Heisen when it starts at lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. but
4: in general. In I, principle. That's right. I think my yeah. record was the Monato run, the 50Ks. I think I was done by... 11 o'clock and I was pretty happy with that morning tea yeah yeah. Yeah. so it's my ideal race um yeah we've since had a few other uh more local Local races yeah Yeah. and for Kieran well
1: tell us about your year Kieran
5: yes well I yeah just started with some local races really um and felt like I was more in a building phase um and yeah so I sort of decided to work towards the UTA it was meant to be 22k to start with, ended up being 50ks in the end that I got to, so yeah, used the five peaks 22 or 23k as sort of like a testing ground and went pretty hard at that and the body responded pretty well, so um, yeah, that gave me a lot of confidence going into UTA 50. Um, yeah, I hadn't done a 50 for, well, I hadn't done a 50 since I broke my ankle two years before, so two years since I broke my ankle... Um, yeah, it was the real test, I guess. Did you um, break it trail running? I broke it playing football. Uh, so if, you're a, if you're a runner, I highly recommend don't take out football. Yeah. And
4: I accidentally convinced him to play football. Oh. <laughs>
5: it, was, it, was, it was a team effort, yes.
1: Was what, what it AFL football? Or, yes. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. 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 So, yeah.
5: yeah. And then, so, yeah, went into UTA 50, not really sure what to expect, but just oh. knew I wanted to leave it all yeah. out there. Um, Yeah, and managed to come in just over five hours and snuck in on 19th place overall, so I was super stoked So that's an
1: incredible run. I think people don't... If people aren't familiar with UTA, I mean, most people who listen to this would be, but, like, it's like the pinnacle of trail running in Australia, and I still am blown away by that performance. Like, five hours for a flat 50 is pretty respectable, but for a 50 like that is incredible. And you surprised yourself, didn't you? Oh yeah.
4: Yeah, and the most annoying thing though was that we had this bet on about Kieran and I, because he'd taken my entry, and the year before my time had been a a bit slower, I must admit, but I got twentieth place, and he just snuck in the nineteenth overall. But he worked harder (laughs) to get it. He did. He definitely earned it. It was
5: it was a quick field this year. Yeah. It was very good though. Yeah. Very challenging.
1: Amazing. And so. Um, oh, we'll go. we'll talk about next year in a minute. So keep going, taking us through to mm. that, to so 2019.
5: Then, yeah, so then sort of came back and <coughs> started doing some more work, um, working towards Urubilla, and did the Federation Ultra in between as a flat one. Um, and basically I said to myself, I wanted to try and beat last year's winning time. That was my challenge, and I got that by a few minutes. So, yeah, snuck under four hours for the 50k there, which was pretty pretty epic and yeah me yeah. heaps of confidence going into your biller and that um
1: under four hours for 50 kilometers yeah i mean yeah. everyone the times in that race i haven't seen the course obviously so it's pretty flat yeah like it i wonder like what i wonder about about it like what would you do on on the flat i'd like to see what you could do on a in a road marathon you know like would yeah. you ever do one
5: no, not really. Not <laughs> I like I like trails. Yeah. No, it was it was, a, it was pretty good because the majority of it is pretty runnable. There's a nice tricky little bit at about 30 k's in where you got 2 k's of sand running through a creek bed. So that sort of yeah, that puts a bit of weight in the legs. And then um, through that you follow through on some mountain bike trails. So you know you get a good bit of windy, bit of turning. But then there's heaps of runnable sections in between. So I guess it's just trying to make the most of make the most of your opportunities and just keep the pedal down as best you can in between.
4: You also have to run past um, some fairly uh, intimidating animals yeah, in Monato Zoo. Yeah, the zoo. Yeah, yeah. which has lions, tigers, rhinos. You don't have
5: to go through the lion enclosure, thankfully, yeah. but you get to run pretty close to the rest at. of them. It
4: makes you run pretty fast. It
1: it's a great marketing ploy,
4: I know that mm. much. I was most scared of the emus, though. Oh, really? Yeah, they're my, my thing. I'm not, <laughs> uh, big birds, ostriches and emus are not great. Really?
1: Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not a... I'm, Emu's scared the bejesus out of me. Mm. I'm scared of... uh, I've talked about this heaps. I'm scared of... um, Magpies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, usually, in September, I'll have September off. I won't run in September. I'll I'll do, like... I'll go to the pool. I'll do anything. But, like, I haven't been... I didn't get swept this year. I spent a lot of time, like, watching magpies as I'm running along the road or anywhere... Yeah. And like telling them not to spook me. So come on, I'm not
4: eating your eggs.
5: <laughs> if you ever see Dan running down the road with a stick, you know what's going on around yeah. September.
1: Exactly.
4: Or a crazy yeah. helmet with wires poking out
1: of it. I know. I know. That's but yeah. It. So um, yeah. What else? So you did that. And and so what's? So
5: after federation, I ended up getting a slight injury, strain in my foot. So that put me out for a couple of weeks, where I couldn't run for a couple of weeks. But I think in the end, that ended up probably being quite useful it gave me just time for the body to recover and um yeah base came back a couple of weeks later into pretty much straight away full swing of training and felt better than ever really so awesome. yeah went through that and then just started continue the build to urubilla which i guess is kind of ended up being part of the pinnacle of the year um got to urubilla was massive feeling bless. pretty confident but also i was you know i was a bit unsure of how what was going to happen how the podium was going to, to have hold up
1: a real crack didn't you yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah yeah the idea was to aim well not necessarily aim to win but aim to be as close to the podium as i possibly could and um try and get as close to five hours as i could after doing uta i was like well it's a few more k's but it's a little bit less climb let's have a crack and yeah, see what happens. good
1: runnable sections isn't there yeah. yeah
5: and some good runnable downhills too which you know I a love tour. a good downhill, and it you know it's an easy way to take up a minute or something if you can just ride through the trails. So, so
3: where did
1: you um, finish? What part? did you finish on the podium? I know the answer. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, I yeah.
5: managed to sneak into first place sneak. in five <laughs> o oh, five hours and six minutes something I think it was. So it's
1: almost spot on prediction, you know, like that's mm. amazing. Literally within like five minutes of the goal. Yeah, like, six minutes. Of yeah, gone.
5: yes, yeah. and I, I definitely hit a rough patch in Moriata. I, it's tough. I got to the 42k section and was like, oh, this is not feeling great. And that climb
1: that, up from deep view.
5: Yes, that's yeah. yeah. That's about where I started to feel it. And yeah. then I, I, got to the, I got to the ridge at the top and was running along that and that. Yeah, I probably lost a couple of minutes there. Um, but thankfully I found some friends up there. Paul Smith was running along, so it was great to see him and you know have a wave and have a hello and stuff. And that probably gave me a little bit more of a boost of energy. Um, yeah, and sort of went from there and then managed to... Get through that section, break through the bad side, and um, I knew there was one big climb left. But I also knew there was a couple of good downhills, which um, yeah, downhills I feel are my forte. So there's always a downhill at the end of the race. I fancy my chances of at least having a chance. So
1: so you um the way Uribilla works, and I mean most people who most local people would know how it starts with the the slow, you know, that it's seeded essentially from the slower runners start really early and then you've got four waves and then you're the fastest wave starts at 8.30 so yep. you've got a spread of runners all throughout the day Yeah. and I think this year quite a few people because I was at the finish line usually the the winner the fastest person usually catches everybody yeah. but the, the last couple of years that hasn't happened I think because people are not seeding themselves correctly and they're Faster guys are going in the earlier waves.
5: Yeah, that and, too. And also the um, the other thing was um, having the twenty eight k there, so I got past. I think I only got past by one of the twenty eight k runners, but that also adds to it. So part of the challenge for me in my race was going. I need to be at the halfway point in two and a half hours so that I can not get caught up behind yes. them down on that horizontal gully climb because. The single track, obviously, that was going to, you know, that could take away some time.
4: Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the other thing about this year was with the 28Ks, we all had the same colour bibs. So I actually so I actually never knew what I was coming or the girls that were in front of me I yeah. hadn't seen before. So, um, yeah, it was really interesting this year That's with right. people sort of passing you or not and having no idea where you were in the race. It was really tricky yeah. to know
1: who's who, you know, like... And I didn't even have it on, like, the like written on the bibs no that nothing at all.
5: That, that, that also caught me out thankfully I was able to run alongside of the guy and have a chat with him and found out he's in the 28k race I was like oh good okay. yeah <laughs> I'm not run competing run against you Braden yeah, yeah. uh Drunk? no no
1: because no, he, he ended up winning
5: no. it oh Maybe. I can't remember who it was. I, yeah. didn't, I thought he was a bit older than that. I said it was Brayden Funk, but yeah. pretty sure this guy had a bit of a beard.
3: <laughs> yeah. Pretty
5: solid beard, but oh, maybe okay. it was. I haven't seen Braden for a while, so... Yeah, yeah.
1: he's grown up. He's fast. Um, <laughs> oh, he...
5: Yes. But, um, he's got the name Funk. He's fast.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, no, so how did it feel, like, coming... Like, winning your Abilla? Like, actually hitting your... Pretty much hitting your goal time, getting the podium, like, ticking those two big boxes there. Like... And you just said before, you don't really feel like you're going back again next year. Yeah. So do you feel like you have you have more to achieve there? Um, Obviously, you can always go faster.
5: Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like I left. I feel like there is a few minutes for me to come back and knock off at some point. But um, I think for me, I want to continue exploring some other races and some other distances and just play around with a few different things. So I think, yeah, going interstate and exploring a few other... Runs around around Australia is sort of on the cards for the next couple of years, Um, and then maybe after that, coming back and having another crack. Um, And as opposed to the finishing thing, I guess I didn't let it hit me until I hit the grass oval. (laughs) I knew I knew the guy was not that far behind, and all I could think of was like, just you got to just keep moving forward and doing the best you can Um, because you know anything can happen at the end of a race.
1: What goes through your head when you? And this probably is a question for both of you. I mean, I've been at the front of races before, but probably not as much as you guys. Um, what goes through your head when you're in the lead and you know someone's coming and they're close, like, how do you not get too fearful? And, like, that feeling of, like, they're right, they're coming right for me, you know? Like, while you're hurting, are you just hoping that they're hurting more?
4: You yeah, know? I am... Um, so I used to always start races and try and go out in the lead and then just hold the lead so yeah. I would basically just never see another girl in yeah. the race and that used to be my race plan and, but then as I got a bit slower I guess I um, and probably did a bit longer distances so I had to learn that it was okay to let people go at the start yeah. and Kieran's really sensible at this like he'll start really conservatively um, It's and good so to come home strong It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so now I think I just um, I find someone who's beside me and Um, try and, you know, encourage them or I I often will let them pass me for a bit and just let them be in front and then um, you know, if there's a section I know that I'll be a bit stronger at, something technical then I'll try and pass back on there. Yeah, right. Um,
3: So being more tactical.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And also just, I think I'm a bit more relaxed about winning or not these days maybe. Um, I still love to race. I, it's probably, i just love it and that's why I race a lot more than most people but um yeah it doesn't
1: you don't like if so if someone's breathing down your neck or you look over your shoulder and there's someone there you don't get the the fear do you get the fear Kirin? yeah um or do you use I, that I do, to, I do. to move you forward?
5: Yeah, I definitely get the fear. um, And I think, but for me, it's like you said, it's like I'm a lot more tactical. So if I know I've got a downhill coming up, I probably get less fearful because I just go, you know, this is my playground. I'm going to go as hard as I can. If I go, there's a hill climb coming up, I'm like, crap, how much energy have I got in the tank? (laughs) And let's try and use every ounce of it up. And it's, it's probably like the thing, you get to that point, it's like, it's always for me... When someone gets close, if they're in front of me and I'm catching up behind them, or if they're behind me catching me, it's kind of like at some point I go, alright, somewhere here I want to put the foot down, I want to bridge, I want to make that gap bigger, and just be like, you know, are you the real deal, can you hold on, or, you know, if I do this, does that sort of defeat you in your own mind game, I guess, so it's like, yeah, yeah. always trying to find that space to, to really put the foot down and press the pace and just see what happens I guess
3: and,
4: and I think also um, it, you used to, it's really easy to get that defeatist attitude where if someone passes you it's like oh that's it you know? yeah. um, and I think over the years I've sort of learned that uh, there is a bit of a strength in being able to pick people up at the end and it is possible I think mm-hmm. I just had this mindset of oh, if someone passes you then that's it for the race whereas now it's just like it's so fun trying to chase uh, it is yeah it's tiring but it's fun
5: i don't know if i want to give away all my secrets but i actually love that i love (laughs) i love letting someone else go just in front and just being like okay i can back off the pedal just a little bit here wait wait until you've got a couple of k's to go and then just being like yep now it's time to unleash i
1: think that's the maturity of race like smart race Mm. perfect example of people who don't do that is to look at like the American trail running scene ultra runner they're like some amazing runners oh, but they're yeah. the most cocky runners Yeah. and you know because they like, like like Jim Wormsley I love that guy so good phenomenal he just won the world mountain running championships but yeah. generally he's either all or nothing you know yeah. like he's probably got like a 60% DNF rate just about, you know, like he's oh, yeah. getting a bit better in more recent years, but like they're it's crazy.
4: But also, something I'd say to that is that, um, you know, I'm not the most consistent racer. I've had some really good r- races results and yeah. I've had some not, but um, it's also, I think, just owning that and owning yeah. the fact that, you know, that is some people's style. Yeah. Some people are just really calculated and, um, you know, just really. Consistent, like a work of art. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, it's there. yeah, a masterpiece. Yeah. and yeah. other people are, um, and I'm probably more in that spectrum. But when you have a good race, you have yeah. a you have a blinder, and it's like I don't know. It's just part of the personality, but it's also, I guess, owning that. Um, we're all so different in how we race, and it, when we try and be like how other people approach things, um, yeah. it's really easy to fall into a trap of. You know, trying to be something that you're not. Yeah, it's um, a good point. Yeah,
5: and I love, I love, especially the longer races when you get to run with people, or like the shorter ones. You know, when you maybe not be taking it quite as seriously, and you're sort of using it more as a training run, and that, and actually getting to hang out with people, and like trying to. Encourage them in what they're trying to do and drag them along. You know, if they look like they're struggling, being like, you know, come on, keep up with me for the next, you know, K and stuff. And then you're just trying mm. to try and drag them along as well. It's the like, best, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know, there's definitely that racing mentality there. But I think, yeah, for me, I'm probably more. I have my big races during the year where I'm like, that's all out and it's yeah. all go. And then. You know, a lot of the other ones are good. You know, you like having a good hit out with people and, you know, testing out your pace and speed, but it's also just fun being able to, like, encourage other people out there and try and drag them along as well. Yeah, Kieran
4: and I are really chalk and cheese. He likes to really focus on one a couple of races a year, and yeah. I just love to race anything that's
1: going, so... <laughs> I think I'm more in, in Kieran's camp, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't race as much, Yeah. but, like, you know, yeah. yeah. But, um,
4: that's it. great.
1: Like, what you just were talking about then, Kieran, about, um you like to race sort of with people and be with people mm. that sort of goes to the heart of how you guys like to train isn't it Yeah, yeah you like sure. to train with
3: people don't you yeah,
4: yeah so we would um, you know I guess in training we might be oh I might be doing 10 runs a week and uh, I would probably only run on my own once a month yeah, wow. um, yeah we just we always have every day we have different people that we meet and run with and Um, Yeah, I love it. It's all different ages, different people's backgrounds that we might not necessarily have, you know, met otherwise outside of running and... Um, yeah, it's just good to share the trails and if you caught up with that person that you didn't really know for coffee you wouldn't have any idea what to talk about for an hour, but yeah. something about side to side conversation where you're yeah. not having yeah. to look at each other in the eyes and it's, um, well, yeah, there's something really freeing about that. It's that just shared just experience, chat. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it's actually how mm. Kira and I met, so um, oh. yeah, we're kind of, you know.
1: Romance on the trails. That's
5: right. <laughs> yes. Well, actually it was a road run, to be honest. It was the Brossow Marathon Festival where we First uh, met, but then yeah. it was it was Cleland that set it off. It was the Cleland Trail Champs that set it off. Uh, yeah,
4: yeah, <laughs> but yeah. The, the
1: road is just a type of trail. Yeah, it's, it yeah, it's
5: just another version. That's right. Uh, not, well, that's but, why we did Barossa because at least it's scenic.
4: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's that's great. And so you guys met in the running world here in mm. Adelaide, and you're still amongst it, and you're both winning. You are almost like um, oh, you're probably too young to remember these two. Um, my wife always says this about power couples in, in any sports <laughs> the Lisa Curry Kenny and Grant Kenny, do you remember them?
4: No, no, okay, so no. People, I am
1: no, no. yeah. Right, <laughs> people probably my age and older will know who they were, so Grant Kenny was like a famous Ironman in Australia and he was on like, he was sponsored by Nutrigrain. and Lisa, Lisa Curry Kenny was a famous swimmer and they were like this power couple and she, went, she represented Australia at the Olympics and
4: so oh, I wish. That's you guys. That, you know, <laughs> <miss like>, <laughs>
1: you know using the power, the uh, Lisa Curry-Kenny and the Grant-Kenny of the trail running scene. Yeah,
4: anyway. I, I think um, one thing we are really passionate about is there's so many different groups in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, there's this, like, road runners and trail running groups and ultra running SA. Mm. Um, there's, um, yeah, distance runners on them. There's all so many different groups. I yeah. Think. Um, and Harry is who we do intervals with. Um, orienteers and I guess like throughout our week we run with all of those and um, the Kathmandu Run Club and so we really love like just being able to try and break down some of those barriers between some of those groups and um, Mm. yeah we sort of don't really affiliate with one or another but we like the variety that they all offer
1: I guess variety I think is really important for trail runners and like it seems like I mean I've always said you've got to be a jack of all trades to be a good trail runner Obviously, you want to be able to climb well and descend well, but you want to get fast as well. So, you know, like, you've got to mix it up.
3: Yeah,
1: that's it. I guess that makes me... You do You have to reveal your secrets, you know, like... But, like, is there a secret source to your success? Um,
5: I think just consistency is probably the biggest thing. Just being consistent. um, Correct. And... (laughs) Consistent and always adding in that little bit of speed, I think, is always the best way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. You get, oh, man, the amount of mornings we get where it's like, oh, do I really want to get up at 5am and go for that run? And it's like...
4: Kieran loves to hit snooze. Let's
5: just say getting out of bed's not my good strong point. Um, (laughs) But once I'm out of bed, I'm fine. It's like Lauren's just got to kick me out of bed in the morning and then, you know, a couple of minutes later I'm like, yep, let's go, you know, all good to go. And we get out and you do the run and, you know... You never regret a run, but you'll regret not starting one.
1: So true.
4: Yeah, and I think for me, like, running isn't, you know, deeply philosophical or anything like that. Um, it's just part of my day, and it's it's just as normal for me to get up at five o'clock and go running as brushing my teeth is, and um, I guess... It's
1: a routine. Yeah, yeah.
4: it's just a routine, um, yeah. and this, I've still got a long way to go in running and consistency and all those sorts of things, but um, one thing that we find is really important is our post-run coffee, and our pre-run five AM hangout in the car driving down oh, to nice. training. Um, and it's I guess it's just like savoring those moments outside of your training that yeah. is really important. Um, but then on the more technical side, strength and conditioning is probably the other one yeah. Um, yeah. for injury prevention. Yeah,
1: I think. Do you? Do you? I, I totally agree with you on especially on all those aspects because I think you've got to take care of the the body aspect but also you're taking care of your, like, emotional aspect by doing it and finding the the enjoyment in it together. Yeah, definitely. But um, do you think that it's... Obviously, I mean, you met running, through running. Is it, like, obviously it's an integral part of your relationship with one another? And do you think, like... um, if for some reason you couldn't, you just couldn't run anymore,
4: like, how
1: would you replace running in your relationship? Like, and that sounds like a horrible thing to think, but, like...
4: I think it's interesting because we were talking before about, um, yeah, how, you know, running is just a thing that we do. It's
1: a question I always ask
4: myself. Yeah, yeah, and, like, it really doesn't define us. Like, I think, um, yeah, for us, our faith in a like, church, like, life is a big part of... Mm. what brings us together, probably more than anything. Like, the times I feel most, like, connected to Kieran is when we're praying together and, yeah, yeah, when we're with other people in that community as well. But at the same time, like, we're both super hyperactive and, like, those Energizer bunnies that, like, need to do something. Um, That's why we bought a Kelpie puppy. Um, I think my
5: battery goes fast sometimes, though. Yeah, Kieran's probably a little bit less
4: hyperactive. But um, I think... You just know, like saving a, your
1: energy. You're just more like a, you're like a long-lasting battery that yeah, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. But you, just, you operate hot. hot,
4: um, hot. I, I claim
5: I just have to work hard at work, so then I lose more battery. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah i a, a very busy job. Yeah. yeah. So I think like we, um, if we didn't have running, like when Kieran broke his ankle, for example, and he couldn't <coughs> do anything for six months, we still had those other things but we also you know still try to enjoy the outdoors together and still try to keep those connections that we had yeah. i think
5: yeah, i think that's the one thing that we would always try is always outdoors we're both very outdoorsy people so i think regardless of what happens to us you know we've always got that that's probably the room we'd always go to to we'd rather be outside doing something together than being yeah. stuck inside so you know that's yeah. also part of it definitely yeah
4: yeah.
3: But, awesome.
1: yeah um and so that's really good there's there's a lot of uh, good advice in there. Like my, my wife, just to relate it back to myself, of course, So my wife didn't run when we met. She hated running. She thought I was crazy. And I just said to her, this is what I'm going to be doing. It's one that you can change whatever you like about me, but that, that's not going to change. That's one thing I was stubborn because it's healthy and I love it and it keeps me happy. Yeah, yeah. And so she... She came over. She joined the, she, she joined my, uh, my little team. She and, saw the grass
5: was greener on the yeah, other side. And now
1: she loves it. You know, like, I mean, we've had three kids together and we both still run together when we can. doesn't happen as much together. But, yeah, it's so important to do that. It's like a date when we go running. Yeah. You know? and um,
5: Just something that Daniel said earlier. These guys, you know, they're getting so serious in their... Running relationship. They're doing, Daniel's doing 100k and his wife is doing a 42k yeah, in January I together. So and she I think signed that's me up. Cool in itself.
3: Yeah,
1: I know, that's how I do for a holiday. <laughs> right. it's a good, it's relax- the longer the run, the more relaxing it is. That's, yeah. that's it. But, uh, but yeah, so moving forward, what's the big, what are we looking at for? We're almost at the end of 2019. So what's the big goal for 2020? Uh, I, I kind golf. of.
5: We haven't talked too much, but we're going to head over to two bays because we did the 28k last year, so we decided we wanted to go and give the 56 a crack and just, um, yeah, see what happens there. And then for me, the big goal at this stage is basically after that um, just working towards the UTA 100 as aim my first 100. And, yeah, I think just being a pretty competitive race, it'll just be really cool to get out there and get amongst some of the quick guys and, you know, Mm. just... Just be amongst the atmosphere. I think is what I'm really looking forward to.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Do you, so 100K debut at the UTA 100. It's an epic place to make a 100K debut. Yeah, it's
5: yeah. not probably what I thought was the best idea, but I like a challenge got, and why I, not give it a I'm go? I'm not going to do it
1: that way. You know, just my own. I'm not. I mean, look, you, you're the fast one. You, you you'll figure it out, mate. The biggest thing is, I think, is learning what to do in that that last 30 kilometres. Yeah, any 100ks because it it gets by a whole order of magnitude more difficult you know
5: i definitely think having done the 50k you know i sort of know what's in store for the last 28ks or i think it is or whatever it is from the queen big hospital so i think you know mentally that'll mentally that'll make a massive difference for me because i just i know exactly what's going to be coming up and Mm. you know a lot of My big races are quite a big mental game, and you know, the more I know about (coughs) them, the probably better I do. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
4: um, I want to spend the next couple of months like really working on my speed. So when you ask like what's a secret or whatever, I think something like K reps are, you know, the bread and butter of speed training and things like that. And I think I would really like to get back to having a bit more of that sort of shorter speed. Would
1: you you consider doing like some some track racing over summer maybe no You're not track, into
4: that um i had a bad experience with a steeplechase in melbourne i actually used to do steeplechase <coughs> back in the day um but yeah track is probably not my thing i would probably do um, a bit more i think just training for a bit yeah um, just enjoy,
1: getting in the process until the end
4: of the year maybe this fanatics half marathon see how i'm going on christmas morning um but pa- then <laughs> lots of park runs lots of park, park runs
1: good 5k speed it's good um yeah, yeah, big threshold burn. Yeah. Yeah. And, and busy
5: this- park runs too, so you've got people around you that, you know, can help, A, support you, but B, just, you know, yeah. give you a bit of a challenge and help pull you along because it's amazing when you've got other people around you how much extra you can just dig in and pull yeah. out of yourself as Go well. Go down like.
1: to the Torrens one as well, the yeah. little fast guys are, right? Eh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely.
4: And, um, yeah, I think I would then, from for next year, two mm-hmm. bays coming yeah. up in, yeah. at the start of the year. Yeah. And yeah. then having a look at a few other races after that, it just depends... What happens, obviously. I've just turned 30, so, whether, so or not, yeah, whether or not kids are a plan next year, we haven't 100% decided, but, yeah, that's going to be a big change and we'll have to see what happens beyond that. There's no, yeah, no finalised plans. Exi- well, I think yeah. we'll try
5: and make the most of the free kid time while we can, so there yeah, might be a few, a few interstate work. trips snuck in while Definitely we can. Maybe
4: do. Tara, we're a, in February, but we'll see how we go yeah, money
1: wise. Your life your life isn't over when you have kids, it just changes. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. You know, like, it's, um, and you'll be able to keep running. Yeah, for sure. Um, you um w- what would it take to pursue you to sorry, persuade you to do something beyond 60 kilometers?
4: Yeah, well I am getting closer to being persuaded.
1: Um I'll tell you one good thing about it.
4: Yeah.
1: It's not you spend more time below your threshold as in you're not in the you you don't dive into the pain cave straight away you sort of sl- slowly immerse yourself in it. Yeah, yeah. So it's because you have to everything's a lot sl- sub maximal. Yeah.
5: There is one I seventy-two K race in New Zealand. I sort of nudged Lauren a few times about just, you yeah. know, trying to get it. Seventy two
1: is step. a good distance. Yeah. yeah, seventy would be a great distance.
4: I think um for ages for me as well, it was just you know, everyone was saying, Go longer, go longer, like run longer. Yeah. And I I yeah, I just thought it was crazy. I was like, Well what's the long term damage, health-wise or I was really sick when I was younger, so I wanted to make sure my body had all, you know, recovered from that. Um, I still have a bit of thyroid issues. I don't have a thyroid, which makes things a little bit difficult sometimes as well. Um, And so, yeah, I wanted to get to the point where I knew that my body was 100% so I could tackle those longer distances. And then I got to that point and um, then really enjoyed the 60Ks. And I think, yeah, I've just... I've never wanted to not love running, and I've seen so many people been doing trails now for over 10 years and there's not many that i know who haven't burnt out doing those long distances yeah i agree i've always raced and always loved racing and i've never lost my joy of the sport and i don't want to do that so that's been my hesitation um but i've definitely been getting Especially when Kieran says he's going to do something. I'm like, oh, no, I can't let him do it, not me. So there's definitely a bit of competitiveness between the two of us. So, That's yeah, really good. Um, The
1: smart, I think, yeah. with um, the stepping up to the longer distances. I mean, I know I've done the number of 100k races mm. and people have often said to me, when are you going to step up to 100 miles? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not ready. I'm yeah. not, I don't want to do it yet. Yeah. But I, next year I'm going to do one Yeah, because I feel like I'm more mentally prepared like yeah. I've coached lots of people to 100 mile races yeah. and so now I feel like I know I mean it's not going to be easy it's a long way yeah. but I'm way more mentally prepared to be out running for close to 24 hours if not more yeah. Yeah. you know like and um, so it's a different kind of preparedness longer yeah. is not always better
4: no and for me like I love being able to recover really quickly after Yeah. Like, 60claim of the races, I can be out doing intervals again on Thursday, I can be out hanging out with my mm. friends and like people that we run with. And so that whole being out, you know, being out of the sport for a while and being tired and especially with work which is quite um, I work both in the hospital and also kids with disabilities and mm. you need a lot of energy to do that. And I can't just <coughs> feel rubbish for a few weeks afterwards after having done hundred K yeah. and you know, carry the responsibility of those people's lives feeling subpar. And so I think that's also another thing. I would need to yeah, find a yeah. bit of annual leave afterwards if I was going to do 100k. Oh, you'd do it properly. Like yeah.
1: You, yeah. And you seem like you, you're always you're smart and you've got to, Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, you've got that, like, um, when I said. You've got that uh, you're educated enough I mean I should have mentioned, mentioned that you are a physiotherapist and so you know well, you, you know cool. about the human body yeah you know for and sure. you know about responses and you know you've raised enough to know what hammers you I think there's a lot of people who dive into things with total ignorance and yeah. then they suffer and then they're out for six months yeah you know. and I
4: think Strava has really created that um, because you know I'm yeah. I would probably only start my watch maybe three quarters of all the stream sessions that I do. Yeah. I often will run without a watch and um, I...
5: Her new watch has really good battery life, so yeah. that helps.
4: Yeah, thanks, yeah. m It's the best. Yeah, um, wow. Well. But, uh, yeah, it lasts me for two weeks at least. It's amazing. Without charging. Without charging. it. Amazing. Yeah, it's Kieran's best present ever because it means he doesn't have to continuously find and charge my watch. I'm
1: sorry, I mean, we've gone off on mm. a tangent here, but how... How long? How much battery do you use in like fifty k's?
4: Oh, not much at all. Like twenty percent. That's so good. It's amazing. So
1: that's what you need for a one hundred miler. You do for sure. Yeah. Yeah. My, My watch. Didn't it, it ran out of battery with seven k's to go Ooh. in the, the house. <laughs> yeah. I,
4: but it's funny because I've got this great watch, but like, as I say, like, I sometimes will just not start it or yeah. not bring my watch, and in, sometimes intentionally too. And so with the Strava Still. thing, it's really easy to look at what everyone else is doing in training and try and do that, but you forget, like, everyone has different things that work for their body. Like, yeah. I do a lot more k's than Kieran, but Kieran... Like quality does gaze. really yeah. yeah, and he also just that's what's good for his body. Cause he has a physical job, yeah. um, so we can't yeah, you can't compare what you do with other people all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so
1: yeah, it's it's funny. So um, the um, measuring, it's funny how like the evolution of watches and stuff over the last mm. ten years. Even and I remember when I started running, like I hardly ever ran with even like a digital stopwatch, mm. and yeah. you know like. Because, yeah, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, I remember having to write a journal. Mm. We had to write down our, what we did and in a book yeah, with yeah. a pencil, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and, um, with our tra- like a proper training log. Like, but Strava's good for that. But I, I worry and I see it. There's that like that. What aboutism? you know, look at oh, what about him? He's doing that. Can I? Oh, look at how fast Jim Wormsley trains. Yeah. I should be able to train this. Oh, he's doing 200 kilometres a week. I should do that or I should do that. Yeah, yeah. And you it's know?
4: really easy to just keep wanting people's approval and yeah. like to seek that out and, you know, yeah, to get really, I know I guess, fixated on those numbers. Um, whereas I like to remember run by, like, what conversation I had or what I saw or, you know, feel, felt really good during that session. I do love to crack some time in an interval, but... Yeah. Um, probably aside from interval trainings i don't really care what pace i go at good. for the other mm.
5: runs yeah. A, yeah i was i was a bit the same with that i put my strava on to private for a while earlier this year just because i didn't want to get caught up in you know seeing how many likes or comments i could get and stuff like that so i yeah, decided to do mm-hmm. yeah put it to yeah. private you know that way i can still you know see what i need to see and check out you know some of the interval sessions we did or like some of the long runs check the you know the distance we were doing or the climb and that, making sure that was about right for what we were training for. But, yeah, making sure not focusing too much on that and just, I think, really enjoying the long runs and yeah like i said we you know we have a lot of different people we run with and just enjoying the conversations or yeah the karaoke or the uh impersonations that we pull when we're out on the trails
4: good. yeah kieran loves to sing on the trails well that's good no that's- it's really not good always country or impersonations of people
5: i was gonna say if you ever hear a jukebox coming it's probably me yeah and my friend ru it
4: tells me it tells me one thing it's
1: You've passed the talk test. Oh, for sure. You know, like, you can, it means you're going, if he's not singing, it means he's going too fast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
5: Because if a long run doesn't have singing in it, it's definitely too quick for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Um, So the rest of summer will be, we're coming almost in summer, even though it already feels like summer started. Mm. So focusing on just building up some...
5: Yeah, just working Some, mainly probably more flatter speed, I think, for two bays, because two bays is a fairly yeah. flat race, so... Is that yeah. Jan- in January? January, so yeah. it's only a short period of time, so mm-hmm. we'll
1: mm-hmm.
5: we'll see how the legs progress and what happens there. Um, but That's yeah, funny. mainly flat speed, and then for me it'll just be starting oh, to okay. switch and... Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of the right word, but just
4: practice yeah, yeah. stairs,
3: <laughs>
5: practice stairs, and yeah, slowly switch from doing a heap of speed work to getting a bit more, you know, hiking endurance. and climbing in, and yeah. focusing a bit more on the endurance side yeah. too.
4: Yeah, I think we've um, yeah, we've definitely got a lot of. In- I think we do have a lot of endurance, like a big base at the moment, oh. um, mm. and it's just about quickening up again. It's really hard as a trail runner to try and be fast and strong up the hills and be able to run consistently, you know, long runs, forty k's is it's hard to juggle all of those at once and i think you probably can't you probably have to phase them into different sections that was what i was
5: looking for
4: yeah different different periods of time so you know previously we've worked on getting our long runs up and all that kind of thing and weekly mileage but i think it'll be about sharpening up for a while
1: yeah it's a good idea and it's a bit easier in summer keeping it like snakes and just you know like going exactly and doing massive long runs yeah. In summer, it's so hard, yeah. You know, yeah. like because you go, unless you start at like four o'clock in the morning, if i like, you know, you get a run of two weeks where it's over 35 degrees, which mm. can happen. Mm. Nobody wants to do running in 35 degree heat, I hate it.
3: Yeah, yeah well, it. I'm
4: from Ireland, <coughs> and so I cope so badly in the heat mm. that I've actually st- I started doing hot Pilates twice a week, oh, um, it. which yeah. is like a strength class, but it's in the heat just so that I can get better at being better in the hot weather. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. It's a smart idea.
5: Yeah. I was going to say, too, just going back to the, you know, building distance and being smart, I think, you know, for me, as a kid, I always loved going out with Dad and, you know, doing the long days of work with him and stuff, so I think the... And the longer the runs, the better I seem to be. So that's yeah. why the the challenge and the step up to 100k is. You know, I love doing 12 hour days at work, which I don't do a lot anymore because I have a wife now and I got to be sensible. But you've got to, yeah, yeah. exactly. You've got I more reason to come home. Doing yeah. that on the trails is, uh, yeah, just something that's really intrigued me. Just to see see what the body does and see how the mind holds up as well.
1: Yeah, no, I think um, well, you've definitely got a good base there, and I think you've, you, you know, you've. You're not jumping into 100K too early. Yeah. And I think like you're, you're ready, you know? Like a lot of people will go, i will do one half marathon, one marathon, 150K. They just think there's this is logical progression but you're not doing it that way. I, I'm the same as you. I want to master a distance, still haven't, you yeah. know? Although I did a threshold run in my training the other day. It's 20 minutes at my threshold pace. And, I, and it was quite warm and I looked out. And I, I had more in the tank but it was almost I ran almost 5 kilometres in 20 minutes exactly mm. and like, I was like oh wow that's so good like I haven't actually I know that if I was really racing I'd probably shave another minute off
3: yeah.
1: and um and that would be, take me to close to a PB a lifetime PB which I haven't got yeah. since I was 15 years old mm. and I'm 40 now mm. so yeah, you'll crack that. If, um, and I'm not even focusing on the 5k distance at the moment but it is a fun little thing mm. you know if I can break 20 minutes without for 5k without even actually focusing on it you know it's good but um, I laugh it.
4: when you say about <clears throat> the threshold pace because um, yeah, yeah I'm uh, probably not very good at keeping to a pace or, or thinking about a pace or I just sort of run how I feel yeah. um, it's, it's just a, it's like interesting that, so, yeah. yeah it's just interesting to see how different people's um, approaches to things there's so many people that are so calculated and yeah. I think it works really well to be calculated and to have mm. that but then there's other people that just kind of run how they feel and it sort of works okay as well yeah um, yeah, it's just an interesting observation I don't think either's right or wrong if anything probably anything. people who are more calculated probably a lot more intelligent and with their training and of their training but yeah it's, yeah, it's just yeah. interesting that um, yeah people are different and it does work sometimes just to kind of go how you feel I yeah. mean I think yeah.
1: Sorry,
5: go, Karen. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, you don't don't feel like you need to be that person that you know writes every run down in the book, that every run goes exactly to plan. Because mm. I tell you, it, you won't. Not every run will go to plan. You'll mm. have your bad days. You'll have your good days. You take you know you take the good days with some sugar, and you take the bad days mm. with some salt, and you pick yourself up and you go again. And I think that's yeah. where yeah consistency comes into it, and yeah. you that's just an, keep moving you know, forward. And and
4: there will be stages of life that you will have time to to do that and to monitor how you're going and I know there were times when I would be really rigid with what training I was doing and reflect on my training and then you know work gets busy so there's different phases I guess of life too yeah
5: well we've just come off a four week you know more of a recovery period where you know we were doing our group runs with friends we were still doing some of our intervals but I guess we weren't taking it as seriously we were just doing it more for enjoyment and you know just being able to get out and just run for the enjoyment of it after doing yeah. you know so many races and stuff it was kind of like we just wanted to get back to the reason we run in the first place which is just we love doing
1: it so yeah it's free isn't it it's, really, it's just very yeah. Liber- liberating yeah um the um years ago i used to i was in cross country uh, with the, my athletics club way back on the east coast now our athletics club and their the summer season was a track season, track and field. In the winter season, we had um, the four cross-country courses that we would go to. It was a rotating... It was, it was great. It was like very much... It was before there was... It was trail running. These courses were really rocky and rugged, and that was my first introduction to trail running, but it was called cross-country. And yeah. I, <clears throat> there was creeks, and there were stones and rocks and like and roots. And we... um, Anyway... The first run of every season, it was always done with a handicap the whole season, so a time handicap, but the first run of every season was what they call a chook run. So what we do, no one was allowed to wear a watch, and it was like a six kilometer course, and you had to, like, you were not even let have a digital watch or anything, you had to, and you had to write down and guess what your time was gonna be. And, <laughs> and the person who got closest to their time would win a frozen chicken
4: that's great that's yeah. fantastic yeah. Radical, yeah. Right? Yeah. and I think also like me really fun yeah and I think also mine probably comes from um, when I was really young well not even really young 14 to sort of 20-ish um, yeah I really struggled with eating disorder of, during that whole time and yeah. I was really analytical about everything I did and um, yeah a lot of what I ate obviously but also you know different um, you know running and things yeah. like that and I think I've sort of gone the opposite from that um, to be a lot more relaxed but I think that's something I'd say to young people is like don't be too hard on yourself and yeah um, but at the same time running it was one of those things that just like really got me um, got me better because I wanted to be able to be healthy to be able to get out and run and it was just like I wanted to enjoy the outdoors whereas I think the medical model for those sorts of things is oh well you know you should tell them to rest and not do sport anymore and all those sorts of things. Whereas for running, for me, running was like a pathway to recovery. Yeah. Um, And so I think... You're
1: doing it properly though, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: It was was not perfect at all, but it was what it was. And um, I think from there, it's probably helped me to become a lot more relaxed about those things and also realise that, you know, um, analysing everything I do, like training-wise and times... Gives you opportunity, I guess, to beat yourself up over things, and um, not wearing a watch and not doing those things challenges the perfectionistic side of, um, you know, of probably of me of what you know I I have that bit of perfectionistic side, and so it's yeah, it's been really good not to put yourself in situations where you can potentially open yourself up to being really critical of yourself, going
1: too far down the rabbit hole, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I think that's really smart and really self-aware. You go, mm. I mean, being self-aware that that you know that it's dangerous for you, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. for yeah.
4: sure. Yeah. yeah, and just like being so grateful for the body that you you know that I now have that I can run and do all those things. Um, running is like a you know it's a much bigger picture than just mm. racing a sport and, and mm. race. Um, yeah. But I also love the racing too. So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, I'm really. Um, probably should wrap it up shortly because we're getting quite late um, as people can probably tell there's a lot of background noise we are in a restaurant and um, but it's actually not lot quieter now so we're good and um
4: <laughs> scared people away
1: yeah no but yeah really really stoked that we finally got to do this chat yeah. and um and I, I know there's a lot of people that will be really keen to hear your, your your story and your racing and follow your racing along so i'm looking forward to um more success from both of you and um and obviously more enjoyment, and I'll be listening for some singing the next time we're out on the trail. Yeah. So
3: is it country
1: and western?
5: Yes. Yeah. Yes, country and western is, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, big high priority there.
4: Yeah, even when we've been to, Kieran didn't have a passport when he first met me, but we've oh, now right. been to about nine or ten different countries and run in all of them, and he still sings Australian country songs in oh, all of those countries.
1: Who, who do you sing? Slim Dusty?
5: Oh, yes. Yeah. I couldn't be specific. It really depends on the day. <laughs> uh,
4: it normally comes with some actions as well, and like a really deep voice. Do you
1: play guitar?
5: <clears throat> is it, is, air guitar on the trails, or real oh, guitar at home?
4: Real guitar at home. Have you got a guitar?
5: I do have a guitar. I used yeah. to play as a kid. I it's kind like of on
4: our first date, and never again. Oh, I
5: kind of I kind of swapped hobbies from guitar playing to running. So yeah. it's kind of taken a you, step back.
4: You should um. Well, at least now
1: we know. If mm. running disappears, yeah. he's got a career in Air guitar. You know, in playing guitar, in, 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 sitting in a pub. I don't think I'd be country. a good. I don't
5: think I'd be a good busker. <laughs> I
4: think I would scare everyone away from the pub. So, when I you, play piano, so I, I could like that. tinker in the background. Oh, been but, a, um,
1: a you know. <laughs> duo. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Absolutely, singing the Trail Runners Blues or
3: something. Yeah, yeah. we
4: decided that when we're older, we probably won't get to run. You know, when you're really yeah, old. Yeah, you've got to So you have to be able to like take up. Music or something, Mm. then, and by then you probably don't like slightly deaf, so it won't really matter if you're no good.
1: Exactly. That's it. Yeah, it's it. And it's all about enjoying it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, The same with running. Sure. Well, thank you very much, guys. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. All right.